Hey there, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Fat Guy Forum. I, instead of bringing you the story of one gentleman tonight, I've got three uh, very special guests. We're going we're gonna to take the show probably in a different direction than it normally goes eventually. But it, as long as we can all stay connected long enough to talk to each other, we'll see how that goes. Um, we... To say we've been having trouble with the interwebs, uh, getting this together is is nothing short of a miracle. Which is weird because the, my guests tonight actually spend a lot of time talking to each other on the internet. Uh, with me this evening, I have the three hosts and and guardians uh, of the Keto Man's Club podcast and the Keto Man's Club in general, uh, which is a Facebook group. Which is just what it sounds like. It's it's for men and keto, and we're gonna dig more into what that's about in a little bit. But uh, with me tonight, I have hopefully um, Jim Inman, Chris Duckett, and Alberto Casillas. Uh, nice. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing good. I'm uh, very I'm connected, good. so I'm not jinxing anything from. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? This this literally could end up being a 90 second episode where once if we have connection problems, I just say screw it. I'm gonna I'll throw I'll throw a nice tag on the end. I'll do a monologue and we'll we'll just call it the end. Um, but no, no, no. We're gonna uh, we're I'm excited to have you guys on here. So for those of you who don't know who the, these guys are. Like I said, they are the hosts of the Keto Man's Club podcast, which I have been on, um, as, as hopefully most of you know who are listening. You've gone and checked that out. But if you haven't, um, we're going we're gonna to get to know them a little bit. You know, Turn the tables on the interviewers. Turn them into the interviewees. See how that goes. And uh, normally I ask, uh, you know, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? But... Uh, since we're, we're going to kind of go more in that that keto direction tonight, like why don't we, why don't we start off with you guys telling uh, telling the audience what what brought you what what in your history like what's your story that brought you to, to keto? Uh, you've already heard me enough say we've had technical difficulties. Basically, we're ta I'm talking with the host of the Keto Man's Club, and we're talking about kind of what brought them to keto, so we can get into how what they're doing now has developed. And we were going to start off with Mr. Jim Inman. Jim, go on. All righty, sir. So Sling the Keto Man's Club <laughs> started back in um, April 2017. The idea was that I was looking at keto and low-carb, high-fat diets, different things uh, based on a doctor's suggestion. Um, and I was doing my research on, you know, the interwebs and everything and, of course, social media. And I saw a lot of repetition in um, the beginner groups. You know, it was the, can I have this at Starbucks or... I'm brand new to keto. What can I eat and everything? And after you see that for a few days and a few weeks and everything, you're kind of like, okay, I'm trying to get dialed in. I need a little bit more uh, specificness to where I'm going with all of this. So um, I'm fairly social media savvy. So I just created this group. I had talked to some guys in different groups online and said, hey, I'm going to start this men's group on keto and come join if you wanted to. And so um, it started off with um, a handful of guys. I kind of um, indirectly recruited men when I would see um, successful posts that they would put in different groups saying, you know, I've lost 100 pounds or I'm down six inches in my waist or whatever. I would tag the group and say, hey, come celebrate your success in the Keto Man's Club and everything. And it just kind of evolved from there uh, to now 3,000 plus guys uh, from literally across the globe. Um, in there sharing their stories about keto and their way of eating and 
um, just their personal lives on a variety of levels. Which, which is amazing, man. And what though brought you to keto? Like what, wh- how did, how did you end up in that space? Um, a, f- a few things. Um, number one is that I, uh, my father had a history of heart illness. Um, when I was a little kid, he had his first heart bypass surgery. He was about 33, 34 years old, had a second one when I was a freshman in high school and actually passed away from, uh, some complications from a, um, heart transplant back in 2003. And um, he never really had a weight problem. He had a heart problem. And so going through that, kind of the history and everything, when I turned 40, um, I set my baseline, went to, met with a cardiologist, did a lot of things. And basically it was, you're not in bad shape, but you've got to lose weight. I mean, I wasn't huge, but it was enough that you got to lose some weight kind of thing. So um, was doing that. I had done different things in the past. I had done like... Uh, super boot camps where you do eight weeks of intense workouts and you go from eating salads and boiled chicken down to eating uh, fake bread and protein shakes and sitting in a sauna five nights a week to sweat it all out and everything and would do okay with that a couple times. Then you'd go out with friends the next week and have dinner and suddenly you're up 10, 15 pounds and like my body just couldn't do it. So this keto idea, you like meat, you like uh, bacon, kind of can't go wrong with it. Um, so that's, um, and it was a little bit in fashion as well. I mean, it still is, but it was kind of coming into popularity a few years ago. So I'm like, okay, let's give this a shot and see. And away we go from there. Nice. Chris, what, what brought you uh, into the keto world? Um, interestingly enough, a podcast. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, listened a lot more to, to tech podcasts back in the, back, uh, three, four years ago. And now that I've gotten into the editing side, I have so much time or I spend so much time editing podcasts. I don't have time to listen to them. Uh, but I was listening to one of the, uh, twit branded, uh, podcasts. And I don't remember why, uh, this this particular host was on uh, the show, but he is a very analytical guy. He's a security guy, and he was talking about security and stuff. But Leo Laporte, their main host, had mentioned to him, "How's the weight loss going?" Yeah, you know, you know, and kind of went into that discussion. And um, turns out they had done a like a two episode, like three and a half hour long discussion between the two of uh, between the two of them regarding. Uh, that that secondary hosts uh progressed from paleo into keto and the analytical way just triggered with me of thinking okay how did we eat a few thousand years ago why was diabetes why was obesity not rampant a few thousand years ago okay maybe it has something to do with the fact that we're eating wrong now and so that got me to thinking and that got me into introduced to keto. I was three, 280 pounds at the, uh, at my, at my highest recorded weight. And, uh, I, my, I had just started TRT at that point. And so my doc had all sorts of blood work and it, it wasn't all horrible, but it wasn't good either. And, uh, like later on, he's like, wow, you dodged a bullet. You, you're no longer pre-diabetic. And I'm like, I was pre-diabetic <laughs> mm. and so, uh, oh, wow. so yeah, yeah. So it was, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, so I, I've, uh, been, uh, 
following uh, the high fat moderate pro- moderate protein protocol for you know very low carb of course uh, for now almost three years and I'm I, I've landed at about fifty pounds. I've got another thirty or so that I would love to lose, but if I did or didn't, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like I'm healthy now, and that's the more important thing. Um, and uh, I'm active and and doing things that I never thought I would do, like uh, Krav Maga or Kung Fu now. And uh, it's been been uh, an interesting uh, last couple of years as as uh, finding my health has also helped me find myself in a lot of ways. That's awesome, and uh, of course, there I go. There, there I start with the woman saying that's I'm already doing. I'm already doing it, y'all. I, you and, said you're going to save your awesomes for me. I know, right? And it's funny, Chris, because you you talk about the doctor saying to you, you know, you dodged a bullet. You know, you're not pre-diabetic anymore, and you're like, oh, wait, what? Where did that happen? Like it that that just immediately put me back in when I was hospitalized in 2017, and the doctor came in and said, so when did you have the heart attack? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, you had a heart attack at some point. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's let's dig into that. But it's 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 amazing, like, you know, the the lines that our, our bodies can walk in. And it's also kind of fun how medical medical practitioners, I feel like there's there's a, a lack of tact, you know, that tact lessons don't necessarily get get taught all the time when they're dealing with some of these bigger, bigger issues. Um but that's it, it's great that you're able to find your way through there, and I think that's one of the things for me. Like, what? Not only like I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but of the of the three hosts of the Keto Man's Club, you you are probably the closest to the the fat guy model um, of <laughs> my traditional guest. So you know, there's a little bit more there that I think could resonate for some people, especially sure. seeing you know like because because I you know I've had guests that were 600 pounds on and have lost you know. 300, 400 pounds. And like, that can be kind of a wild journey that some people relate to. But I think more so out there are people that go are going through what you you went through, like mm-hmm. being being in that place, the 280 pounds. I know you, you we've talked about you had a very, you know, sedentary lifestyle with your work. And, mm-hmm. you know, where you were a desk jockey. And now I look at not just like the the workouts that you you've done with with the person we haven't talked to yet but <laughs> you know the different the, the your willingness to try different physical activities now is is just not just an inspiring thing but something i think that is a real great outgrowth of the change you've made in your life yeah i i lost that first 40 pounds and it was like i can't i can't not move i i can't not do something i it, it was it was a really, really, really challenging thing for me to get myself up at the ass crack of dawn and get out to a Camp Gladiator thing. But I spent my eight dollars on my month, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Gosh darn it! And it, it, you know, so luckily it's you know five o'clock, you know six o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. So it's mainly dark, so nobody can actually see me sweat. I did, uh, you know, and so it's like in the, because it's outdoor workouts, uh, boot camp style type stuff. And I was horrible at it at first, I felt, but I got better and better and improved on it and had good coaches that, that encouraged and cheered me along and everybody cheering me along uh, with it. I think that's why I like uh, the, I, I, I didn't like lifting solo. But whenever I started uh, lifting with Berto, I, I, I enjoyed that a lot more because I had someone there to um, 
at least confirm that I was doing it right, but also to encourage and push and to challenge. And so I, I, having it be a classroom setting or a team thing that, that to me is, is something that I've, I've enjoyed. So that, uh, but yeah, it, it's, I was not an athlete growing up. I'm not an, I, I, I would say I'm not an athlete, but I'm starting to turn into an athlete. So I can't say that more. Um, but I, I, I was the anti-athlete. I was the kid that played with the action figures in the basement, you know, or walked up the street and played video games with my friends on their SNES or whatever, um, that I was never super active in a physical way. So this is a very different, different time of my life. That's a, that's a great evolution. I, I think for people to hear and see and know that when you, when you, like you said, like you, you make a change in one area and it can have this ripple effect through, through different facets of your life. Like, that's really great, man. That's really great. And, one and thing you bet. No, go one ahead. thing to cycle back to real quickly. Part of the evolution of that was I hit, I was about to hit 35 or I just hit 35 when all of the, the initial like I was getting on tes the testosterone replacement, got the blood work and knew that things weren't quite as they should be. So my mind was open to that. I'm like, okay, I'm entering the second half of my life. Uh, you know, statistically speaking, I need to at least make it the best I can. And so uh, now I'm, I'm 38, just turned 38. And so I'm, I have to round up now. So I'm almost 40, but I feel younger and better than I ever did. And who who has that? Who has that happen? And I guess it's us. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Well, and that that's one of the great things. Like Jim said, Jim, you said like there's three thousand guys in in the Keto Men's Club group now on Facebook. You know, over three thousand. Like we see stories like this every day of people like making real amazing changes in their lives. Like not no. just. No, go ahead. No, no, I, I, you're exactly right. And the thing that has amazed me is that. When the group started, you know, this is a bunch of strangers who are just trying to figure out, hey, how do you, where do you find the best steak and make it at home? Or what do you do for a side dish or something like that? And we've had that evolve into um, great celebrations of, you know, guys that have lost 100 pounds and are, you know, riding the roller coaster for the first time or taking their kids out and doing all these other things. And we've had men share the stories of losing a spouse, uh, losing a parent. I mean, we've seen the highs and lows. And you know, for guys, that's not something that is typically shared and open about and everything. And I'm, I've, I've said it on our podcast. I've talked about it with Alberto and Chris more than once. I'm just absolutely, I'm humbled and thrilled that guys will be that on, honest and be that trusting in the group and know that it's a, it's a safe space where you can joke around and everything, but also really expose yourself. In, and I don't mean that in a dirty way. I mean, just in an honest way of saying what's going on in their life and getting good uh, feedback and support from one another. That's, that's fantastic. Oh, it, it really is. And I, I think I, I honestly can't remember who it is. One of you might, but I know someone posted this afternoon kind of asking about people, you know, what do people do for work and how has going keto affected their work life, you know, and their drive and their, their jobs. That and, was it, and, it, and it hit me and I was like, that is just something like I think about a lot for me. But it's it's incredible to see a group come together and actually talk about these kind of collateral benefits and the issues like, yes, there's a, there's a fair number of people out there who do keto to lose weight. But there's a lot of other issues that people find are assisted when they when they make some changes in their lifestyles. And 
that I, that's my way of segueing to talking to the third, the third person we have on the line tonight, because Berto, you were, you were not, um, you know, 400 pounds, you were not, you know, a, a 250 pound 12 year old, but you, you had some other issues going on that, that finding keto have, have, has really helped you with. So why don't, why don't you tell people a little bit about your story and what brought you to keto? Yeah, uh, for me, I found keto through work. Uh, I'm a husband, you know, father of three. Um, have suffered from IBD. Um, ha- well, at the time, half of my adult life, and medicated half my adult life. And I just happened to stumble across keto, like I said, through through a work encounter. And, and you know, first hearing about, it, I'm like, man, this ain't gonna work. You can't like, if I got stomach issues, like there ain't no way is this this just ain't gonna fly. So you know, did a little bit of searching on the internet and figured, you know what, it's worth an eight week shot. You know, what do I got to lose? It's only eight weeks crossed off the list, you know, carrying on with life. And, and like, as you said, I, I was never, I never got big. I think at my biggest, I was right under 200 pounds at five, eight, but the effort I had to go through to not gain weight and I couldn't stop gaining weight because I was, I mean, I was working out, you know, 15 hours a week at the gym, probably, you know, some days doing doubles or we'd go in the morning and go after work. And I, for the life of me, just could not stop gaining weight. It just, it just was not. It just wouldn't quit. My metabolism was ruined and I was uh, eating less and moving more, which works to an extent, but then the rebound was, was vicious. So, you know, I stumbled across keto, figured I'd give it eight weeks. Uh, somewhere along the eight week process, I realized that most of my symptoms uh, of the ulcerative colitis were going away. And I didn't think I had much weight to lose. I've been lifting weights forever. And uh, yeah, keto taught me otherwise. Um, all the weight was kind of like a side effect. As soon as my metabolism healed itself, the weight like practically fell off to the tune of like a pound a day to where I dropped down to about 166 pounds. And that's where it's like, when I finally like was like, wow, this is what I really look like, like 30 pounds less. And, uh, and by that time I had weaned myself almost completely off all my medications, completely against my doctor's orders. And, uh, then, then as I like to say, the fun began, you know, cause now for the first time in my life, like my metabolism is working the way it's supposed to. Now all these workouts, that I've been slaving over for years, like the results are coming. And so it was, it was kind of like, it all came around like the reverse side for me, you know, just, I had all these habits in place that I was fighting tooth and nail to keep just to try to stay healthy. And then once I found keto and keto started fixing my metabolism, fixing all my health issues, everything else caught up in really, really short order. And I think I think people hear us hear someone talk about you know healing metabolism, and they immediately are like, okay, yeah, whatever. I I want everyone out there listening to know that like, I I'm almost afraid to dive too deep into your macros and how much food you're eating, Virgo, because <laughs> I don't I don't want the people I don't want the people listening to hate you. Like I because I he's I, eating I, less I, than he used to. Uh, he is, but like to be honest with you, there are many. Like I, we all share, you know, a mutual, most of, you know, you get, you guys know John Shane, who was my coach for a while, the keto road. Um, I would often message him pictures of Birdo's food and of his macro tracker and say, why can't I eat like this? <laughs> and he would be like, well, if you were in his body, you could eat like that, but you're not. So stop it. And I'm like, I hate him. <laughs> and then, and and then you you gave me a ride from the airport, so I had to be nice to you. Like it, it's like this this catch twenty two in my life of wanting to like because I mean let's you were you you you're coming off of of a bulk, 
Yeah, and, and I'll be the first to admit it was it was a rather obscene, very aggressive bulk. And the uh, and again, the only reason I was even able to get to a point where I can manipulate my body through food is because it, it's healthy enough to do so. You know, it took me a while to get there, and, and through the, oh, this yeah. whole process, like as I I told everyone, like, hey, if my stomach starts going sideways, it's this stops immediately because it's just not not worth it. But yeah, I, I took on a very, very aggressive bulk. And, you know, in, in keto, there's a there's always the, the talk of will eating fat make you fat? And, you know, if you're fat, should you eat less fat in order to lose body fat? And uh, I, I'm very well fat adapted. I've been keto for three years. So that that also plays an important role. So let's not, you know, let's not overlook that. But uh, my macros, okay, I, I was 5'8", 172 pounds when I started this. So not a big guy by any means. Uh, five months, I was eating 3,700 calories, 310 grams of fat, never more than 30 grams of carbs, and about 185 grams of protein every single day for five months while lifting weights. That's you know part of the process too. Uh, just ended this a couple of weeks ago at about 186 to 187 pounds with maybe a 2 to 3% increase in body fat, which is bewildering considering the gross, obscene amount of fat I was consuming on a daily basis. And I'll be the first to admit, in order to get to that 310 grams, like things are done with butter that are unspeakable. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to pin you down on. Cause like you, you often post pictures of your food and of your plates. And I'm like, he's eating 300 grams of fat. There's more butter that we're not seeing. There's more, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be. More. So like, how were you getting in that? Like, cause that's also a question I get sometimes when people get into keto, like how do they, how do they eat enough fat? Like, how were you eating enough fat to take in that much? Yeah. Um, a lot. So first off, when, when I decided to change my macros, um, it took me like, I've, I've been keto for two and a half years when, before I decided to change my macros, it took me seven weeks to get from what I was eating to what my, my targets was every, I, mean, I would always hit the calories but I could never get the fat high enough and I could never get the protein low enough. And for me, it was like, okay, if I have this set of macros, if I just keep blowing past it, then what's the point of having it? So it, it, every day was a 460 calorie bulletproof coffee that had MCT oil, two raw tempered eggs, two tablespoons of butter. It, it was gross. <laughs> two tablespoons of heavy whipping cream. I mean, it was to the point where it was like, it was a <laughs> lukewarm coffee-like greasy beverage <laughs> oh god and so if it was a workout day i would have a 250 calorie pre-workout which would have been a shot of mct well i shouldn't say a shot because that sounds like an ounce tablespoon of mct and a tablespoon of olive oil and espresso go to the gym come back have my 460 calorie pretty much all fat bulletproof coffee along with a giant breakfast uh, there was lots and lots of butter and vegetables, lots of eggs, lots of bacon, uh, lots of fatty cuts of meat. But uh, if I was cooking a vegetable, if it was anything over a half a pound, there was a stick of butter in there. <laughs> and, and we were going through butter and cream cheese like like it was nobody's business. Pepperoni by the pound. And uh, yeah, it was a it was an experience and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and I, I remember when you were first getting into your macros and you're like, I tried again today and I didn't get there. I tried to get like just watching that evolve was, was pretty epic. And I, I, I feel like I should have put a trigger warning before we started talking to you, because I know there's probably some people out there that are like hearing these amounts of food and realizing, no, 
if if you're 400 pounds and you're trying to get into keto, the keto macro calculator isn't going to probably give you 300 grams of fat. Like, don't no, don't think about that. Don't don't think about. But I do think you you illustrate a great point. Like, I I something that I I don't think a lot of people necessarily always want to talk about because a lot of guys that I've talked to about muscle building on keto are like, well, that's when you swap from higher fat and you go right into you know higher protein and you cut the fat down and you you're in that camp of the higher fat is what your body's responded to and i think it's it, it i know it's not for everyone and what you've gone through is clearly not for everyone but i think you're a great example of how the, there's a bio individuality to this process of of whatever diet you're on and whatever way of eating you're using but like you, you need to kind of tailor it to yourself and to what you're looking to do and what your goals are and i think you're a great example of that yeah, and it should also be noted at, at, at 185 grams of protein a day, that that's still a lot of protein. It, it's moderate oh, yeah. compared to the fat level, but in in and of itself, it, it's a pretty high number for most people that are eating keto. I'm not willing to pay for it, but I want to see a DEXA, DEXA scan after you kind of get down to <laughs> to that 180 mark because I, I want I want to see a more scientific body fat percentage on you at some point. Yeah, other than the eyeballs of my friends. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, what much. fat do you think I've had? Because I ain't paying to get this done. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll we'll have to maybe we could do some kind of like crowdfunded DEXA scan in the in the in the man's club. You know, we'll have to we'll have to see what we can what we can pull together to make that happen. Get, get Bertos and I, I I like it. I really I think that's a you know, we'll sort of go. For, we'll do some really somber videos, Chris. You can edit them. Um, <laughs> yes, I can do that with like Sarah, with like Sarah McLaughlin playing and like mm-hmm. Berto sitting in front of a plate of butter with a spoon. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be the butter chugger. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and it's funny because I, I think I think back to when I first when I first started kind of doing like a stricter keto. One of the first things I, I had to get used to was you know I said to John, I'm like, okay, like I, I'm. I'm I'm weighing all my meat pre-cooked. Like, what do I do with all this fat that's coming off of it? And he's like, you have to eat it. You you tracked it. You have to eat it. And I'm like, it's it's a lot of fat though. Like, there's there's a lot of fat coming off this bacon. And so he's like, so he makes it. He cracked a joke to me, and he said, well, why don't you do a shot? Do a shot of bacon fat. And so I sent him a video like the next time I cooked a meal of me like taking the grease from the beef and the bacon that I had cooked. And chugged it, and he's like, "I didn't think you would actually do it." And I'm like, "I will do, I will do whatever I need to do." You, you're my coach. You told me, you told me to follow what you said. I'm doing it. So now it becomes like this thing where he's like, "Is I'm working with Aaron. I wonder if Aaron's going to do a bacon shot. I don't know if Miles is going to do a bacon <laughs> shot. Like, are they going to are they going to do this? Like, there's this. It's the deep the deep underbelly of the keto diet that you all are getting to hear about. It's like sometimes hitting that fat macro. Like, I, I also know for me, like, I, I used to be a big fan of, like, chicken breast. Like, I just, I know a lot of people think it's, like, bland, you know, cardboard. I, I enjoy chicken breast, but if you're trying to hit a, eating a high-fat ratio and you're eating chicken breast as your protein, Mm-mm. you got to get the fat in some other way. And I, re- I remember the first time I tried, I, had, I measured out on my tracker, like, the number of grams of mayo I needed. And I had no conception of what it would translate to. And I finally put it all together, and it looked like I had a dish of ice cream. But it was the mayo for my chicken, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have to yeah. actually eat this. Like, I don't just have to eat the. I have to eat this. And then, of course, I really enjoyed it and kind of became obsessed with it. And then that became my fun thing when when friends I had would go keto, and I'm like, wait till you start eating the fat. 
you're going to put mayo on everything. And they're like, no, I'll never do that. And then now everyone's like, I need that mayo recipe. I want to put, I need to, I need to make that mayo again. How did you make that mayo? I need, I need to find ways to get it in. But I don't want everyone to, to ha think we're going off on this tangent or just being like fat obsessed weirdos for a long time. Cause I think that can happen when keto dudes start talking. Um, and <laughs> clearly we're showing that we're clearly showing that that can happen, but there's a, a bigger reason besides your story. Like, I think each of you has a journey that that could deserve its own episode, you know, for us to talk about. But you, you've come together in this this synergy of the Keto Man's Club started on Facebook. Uh, Chris and Berto, how did you how did you guys find Keto Man's Club? Like, what, how did that become a, a part of your experience? I found it through Berto. So. Yeah, I just happened to stumble across it. You know, it just showed up, and it was one of those things where I saw it. I'm like, hmm, this seems interesting. And at the time, and I remember this specifically, there was just over 300 members. And that's what really appealed to me at the time, because I was like, hey, there ain't that many dudes in here. And it's all guys. Like, this could be cool. Let's see what this is all about. And so uh, it was just 100% random. And then, uh, as Chris said, uh, he found it through me, and man, the rest is history from there. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think people who are out there who don't understand, don't know what the Keto Man's Club is, you, they're probably thinking about other Facebook groups that they're in, especially other keto Facebook groups or other diet Facebook groups that are very much about, you know, keto police and, mm. you know, people asking the same exact questions over and over again. Like you were saying, Jim, you know, every day someone's saying, you know, what is keto? What are macro? What's a macro? Uh, mm -hmm. What's a micro? You know, what what's fat? Like, you know, we get those questions anyway individually, but the, the keto man's club is a little bit different. Like it, it's more for people that have been into the diet, like primarily the, 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 the prime group, we'll talk about the spinoff in a little bit, but the prime group really is supposed to be somewhere for guys to come together that are really kind of into their keto journeys already. Would you say that's accurate? <laughs> that's very accurate. I use the analogy of, um, a lot of the beginner courses that you see on social media. I consider those like the college 100 level intro classes. Um, kind of the weed out type stuff, keto man's club. Um, you know, we, as a, we are a private group, so to speak. So you've got to be in the group to see the content and everything. And we've got some very generic questions to get admitted. Um, but it also helps to weed out a lot of spam, number one, but number two, uh, people who are just completely unfamiliar with it and sorry, but haven't really taken enough time to like, look it up and research it. Um, we've all seen it, like we just talked about, you know, people who say, especially this time of year when everybody's done their New Year's resolutions, I'm ready to do keto. What do I need to know? Okay, well, probably you've asked the question that a million other people have. So do a little research and don't just take what people are telling you right off the bat as the gospel, but maybe do a little investigation and see if this is something that you want to do. You can't just jump in and expect it to work unless you know how it works kind of thing so that's why the keto man's club i consider like a 300 400 level like okay you've you've passed the test you're you're able to get in there and really hone in and dial in on things i i think that makes a lot of sense and it's i was wary honestly when i joined because i saw the question what? i i know right like <laughs> what? I, I i i was now it's all coming out i see well, uh -huh. well my experience had been in all the other kind of keto facebook groups the ones where you know it's someone says i would like i i still you know i'm i've lost 200 pounds on keto so far and i'm drinking a diet coke twice a week is that okay you know and the next thing you know someone's telling them that they're gonna die 
and someone saying that they're they're calling child protective services to get the children out of the house with the <laughs> diet soda um and and all of those you know that kind of level of drama and there were people listening to this probably thinking he's making that up i'm really not no. like that's the way it is like it and it's and there's meanness and like there's just a lot of like i had actually started pulling myself out of out of facebook groups and then i saw i think the key, i think facebook recommended the keto man's club to me and i saw the questions and i was like oh they're gatekeeping this a little bit you know maybe this will be something that you know is actually useful and then i was like is it just going to be a bunch of guys whining like what is it actually going to be like and i think the experience once you're inside the group is very different yes every so often you know birdo does come off as whining when he posts like i i mean well i don't i'll take it i'll take it i don't don't think any of us are going to deny that like oh i have to eat steak again oh I'm tra- I'm traveling for work and they only had four pounds of bacon available at the breakfast buffet at the hotel. Like there's <laughs> he Birdo has a lot of first world keto problems to deal with. And you know, it's great that the group can be there for him, but also can be there for the guys, like you're saying. Like I think that experience like the first time, you know, the first time I saw someone post about like the death of a family member and saw that the group had really kind of grown to this this place of camaraderie that I think as men we need and and can thrive on. And it ends up also then though helping people. Like I, I see other people that I've been connected to on Instagram and other other various forms of, of social media joining the group and kind of almost blossoming in their experience, you know, as a man doing mm-hmm. keto. And it's it's really a great, great thing to see. And then we have you know, you, you've taken some development steps beyond just the Facebook group. Like, first, I think, was the podcast, really. You know, how, how like, I, I never, I've never really kind of heard how it became that it would be the three of you doing the podcast. So I'm just really curious, like, how that came about. Let me, let me start by throwing in that you, you're one up on me in the fact that you have actually met Chris and Alberto face-to-face. True. I have never met, met the guy. So this is all developed on social media and through a lot of interaction and chats and things like that. Um, I was blessed with a face for radio. And so I've, I actually host a local radio program in, in my town in Indiana. I've been doing it for like 15, 16 years and um, enjoy it. And as I saw this, uh, when, as the group was growing, um, as Alberto said, you know, when he came in about 300 and Chris, not long after that and everything, um, it was pretty much me doing all the moderation and so on. And then I hit up a couple people and some, were, yeah, some no. And then I just kind of was watching, you know, almost from the sidelines and Chris and Alberto and a couple other guys were kind of really taking the lead on things and helping, you know, keep the self-policing going. So, you know, if somebody goes off and gets on a tangent or something, it kind of takes care of itself. We don't have to do too much, but um, they've just been phenomenal guys to get to know and work with and everything. And um, Chris, I think when kind of started originally and because um, he works for a, a company that's named after a fruit that has a bite out of the logo. I'm not a lot sure if we're allowed to say or not. So, <laughs> um, and is very familiar with um, podcasts and things like that. And um, we had just started talking in our moderators group and whatnot. And Alberto, you know, he jumps in because everybody's got a different perspective on things and whatnot. And we just kind of gave it a shot last year and it really mm-hmm. took off. And I'll just let them kind of take it from there. 
Yeah, I, I'll, I'll jump in and say I had had the I had been editing for different uh, podcasts, both keto and not for a while. And I saw I, I was as I'm doing it, as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm observing the, the whole podcast space. And I did a few searches and there were zero that were specifically keto related and specifically targeting the male audience. And uh, talking about men and men's issues specifically, whether they're either keto related or not. Um, and so I just saw this this gaping hole in in a, a very active space, and I saw it as an awesome uh, opportunity. So I put the call out. I'm like saying, who it who would want to be interested in something like this? And Jim and Alberto dove in, and uh, it, it kind of just took off from there. Yeah, and it, and it was like when you first asked the question, like it kind of went nowhere. Like I think I just said, "Yeah, I'll try it," and then like months went by, and then you know you reached out again, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we were talking about that at one time, weren't we?" But yeah, like we, he had posed the question in the group is, you know, would this be something anyone would be interested in? And maybe a few responses, maybe a couple likes. It had like no engagement whatsoever, so it kind of just fell off to the side. And then we're like, you know what? What do we got to lose? You know, <laughs> let's just give this a go. And and as Chris was saying, you know, our take on the podcast and, you know, there's a ton of great people out there, a ton of great information, but uh, uh, but we kind of joke that it's it's the average Joe Keto podcast. You know, the guys that we talk to are guys in the group, average everyday dudes, you know, just full-time jobs. They are not influencers. They're, they're not paid athletes. They're just average guys who are trying to improve their health and just so happen to stumble across Keto in this group. And, you know, we have them on to tell their story, give them a little platform for themselves and for everyone else to hear. And, and overall, it's extremely encouraging because now you're hearing the voice and the story behind these guys that you've been you've been engaging with online this whole entire time. So it just adds another dimension to it. It actually works out really, really well. And just like the three of us, you know, we all have different, uh, we're all on different journeys with Keto and everything like that. Well, now we've had the opportunity to really uh, talk to guys in the group and outside of the group as well. Some of the guests on our podcast, um, you know, we've talked to people who have had um, parents dealing with dementia and starting them on keto and how that's impacted uh, their lives. We've talked to people who have had a variety of illnesses, guys who have been through, had strokes or heart disease or, um, you know, testosterone replacement. I mean, there's all different kinds of things that these guys that have been guests have gone through. And so, you know, when you think like, oh, it's, that's not really me because I deal with blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? There is somebody out there who's dealing with the exact same thing. And it may be a slightly different path or whatever, but if you get some benefit out of what we can bring to the table and to your earbuds or whatever, then we've succeeded. So. I, I agree 100%. Like, I think that's one of the most fascinating things to me about your podcast is it's not just about one facet of of the keto experience and you you also one of the things that i i think is also like it, it's great to see the the variety like you're not kidding when you say there's uh, so many different issues in the the three dozen episodes that you've done so far but you're also providing this platform for a lot of guys that haven't had a place to share their voice before and to share their stories and their experiences and they're not stories and experiences that people listening can't relate to. Like, I, I also think like if there's people listening to this podcast who are like, well, I'm not necessarily sure I'm a keto person or I'm not like, 
I think you need to listen to these these stories because the challenges that these men are overcoming resonate deeply. Like it's the same way I think someone who listens to my show, like a guy that listens to my show, like or the women. I have a lot of women that listen to my show and and take lessons away and learn from the stories of the men. Like I, I think there's a lot out there for people to learn about how men deal with different challenges through a show like yours. And the tool that a lot of those men have used is keto. And that just happens to be the tool that they're using. And and it's it, it's great to see this continued evolution uh, of something that started, you know, as a, as a Facebook group. Like, I, I think, Jim, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, you started kind of poking around in other groups and, you know, kind of poking guys a little bit and saying, come on over here and, and tell some other guys about what's going on for you. And now you look at this entire network that's been built and it's mm-hmm. now becoming like a literal network because now there's a Facebook group and a podcast. And then there's another development, you know, there there's, you, you, you guys are taking it to the next level. Like, I don't want to rush too much through all of these stories, but I also do want to get to the fact that like, cause I think a lot of the people listening to this podcast, you know, I've got a lot of like my, my long-term keto friends that are probably listening, but also there's some people out there that are curious about keto and they're hearing us talk about the man's club and thinking, well, I'm not the right, I'm not going to be able to answer those questions. I'm not going to be able to get in. What do I do? And, and you all have finally decided it was time to add a new dimension to the keto man's club and create a group for the guys that are just getting started and need that help to, to figure out their, what to find their way. So, who wants to who wants to jump in and talk a little bit about what what just just launched for you guys? I think Alberto would be the best one. Yeah, so let me just start like because the whole reason this came about was because once the podcast started gaining popularity, it obviously we referenced the Facebook group in, in, in every episode. So you know, all of a sudden we have this massive influx of people that are interested in keto, and then it came to a point of okay, do do we turn them away because okay, you're interested, but you have no idea anything about it, and you want to learn. Well, that's not helping anyone, but do we compromise the integrity of, of the group? And it was a really weird limbo spot there where like, we could kind of let this guy in, but we got to kind of keep an eye on him, but we didn't want to really, you know, mess with the integrity of the group. So the only logical course of action was to actually start a beginner's group. So we actually have the TKMC beginner's group where there is no pre-qualifications to get in. You can just, other than being a man. Um, you could just get in and just kind of hang back and, and learn and ask questions. And, and, you know, we, we've got a couple of the more veteran members that, that are there to help and, and a few ad, few new admins, but it's basically a space for, if you heard of the podcast and you're like, Oh, wow, this sounds kind of cool. I'd like to learn a little more. Well, you know, as Jim said, the, 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 the main group is for more of a slightly more veteran keto individual. Well, at least now we're not turning you away. We're kind of going to coach you through to where you can get you to almost like a little graduate program, which sounds cooler than it is. We're probably just going to say, okay, you've been doing it long enough. Come on over to the main group. But basically, we don't want to turn anyone away is what it comes down to. And we want everyone to have a chance to at least learn and decide whether it's for them and then not compromise the integrity of what we built in the big group. Which is really important. Because you've you've got a clearly stated mission in that group, and you you you've built up three thousand members because they want what that group offers, and compromising that would would weaken the overall integrity and, and change the 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 great environment that you've created. But I think there's enough runoff of energy. Like I think it's fantastic to see some of the really strong regulars in the the Keto Man's Club coming into the beginners group, 
and kind of posting what they're doing every day and posting kind of like their thoughts on how to help people. And it's, it's building this great, like I, I said this to you before we started recording, like one of the things I, I think is really important for people to get out of the experience that you all are having is that this is a really kind of grassroots attempt for men to help other men, you know, not just support each other, you know, and support yourselves on your journeys, but a real, it seems like there's a real genuine desire there to say, yes, not because we all know, you know, especially, you know, for men dealing with health issues or men deal, like I can speak specifically to, you know, men dealing with weight issues. Like there's not a lot of spaces that are just male spaces to talk about those issues. And it then starts to become, you know, as much as we'd like to say, you know, everyone's equal and all of those things. It is true that everyone, you know, at the end of the day is equal, but the the way our experiences are perceived can be very different. You know, when a man shares their experience with a woman or a woman shares their experience with a man and vice versa and all of those things. And we know that that can come into play. And so creating this environment where, you know, a, a guy can express his vulnerability without worry about who's listening and what's happening and I just think it's great to see this sense of support and, and assistance grow. And it really, I really do think it's growing. I think it's an admirable thing that you guys are all a part of. Well, one of the things that I, I love so much about the Keto Men's Club from the start, before the podcast or, or any of that type of thing is I've, I've felt in my life uh, many times the, the draw towards and the absolute internal need for camaraderie among other men. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I wasn't an athlete, so I wasn't on sports teams. I was on a sport team one time in my non like five year old T ball self, you know, it, it and, and that barely counted <laughs> um, because it's middle school and nobody likes you in middle school. Uh, but it, it's like <laughs> that it's um, especially me. So it, it like for me, the, having this having this community to be able to to come and com commune with other men being men doing life together is something that i've absolutely had a need for in my life and so it's filled a really big spot for me and through that it not just in my physical health but in my mental health i've found a lot of healing and help and that's i think that's something that that goes understated in a lot of men is we we it, it, some of it's machismo some of it's just we don't know what else to do but we 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 get so caught up in our head thinking oh i have to be tough i have to uh just tough it out i have to you know rub some dirt in it you know that type of thing when what we really need is someone to have a heart to heart with or another man that can share uh, at least, uh, you know, it, it, the experience or hear what we're dealing with in that moment. I've shared things with Alberto that I'm sure he probably doesn't want me to have shared, but he listened and he accepted me still. It, you know, it, it, there, there's things that allow us to be real and open ourselves in a way that a man can to another man and actually get feedback from that other man that helps fill uh, fill that 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 point in our lives that we're needing and i know it, most of that for us is over the internet but i i feel like there's something that transcends uh just internet communication when you make real connections with other people 
I will I will echo what Chris said and add that um, I I don't like Facebook. I mean, really, you know, when it came out and everything, it was all cool and fancy. And yeah, you see your friends from high school that you haven't seen in 20 plus years, blah, blah, blah. But it became a chore. It became a keeping up with the Joneses and, oh, look at my new car, look at my new house, look at my sweet kids, blah, blah, blah. And you get these snapshots of people's lives that aren't truly real life. And when you get into our group, however, I mean, it is it it feels like a virtual sitting at the bar talking with a buddy kind of thing. And you just you can lay it all out on the table. There's no judgment. Um, you just you just have a nice conversation and you can walk away when you need to or you can stick around and be part of it as long as you can. And everybody wins. And that is what social media to me should be and needs to be more of. So the fact that we can kind of break the mold a little bit on what most people think of with um, Facebook and all of that by being um, supportive of one another and honest with one another and having an ongoing communication and relationship with guys truly, again, all over the globe, that is, that's what makes us so unique. And I'm, I, again, I'm grateful every day that it exists. I, I don't think I could say anything better about the group. And, and I, one of my purposes having the three of you on was not just to sell the group to people because one, I think the group sells itself in a lot of ways, but I think there's a lot of amazing things happening. But I, I wanted to have a chance to, to talk to the three of you as people so that those people out there realize that you're not just the superhumans that host the podcast. Like, So I've got some questions that kind of relate to the experiences you've had working with the Keto Man's Club and the podcast in general. Like, But for you as, as individuals, like, so first, I, and I, Chris, I think you started to really touch on this already, but what would each of you say is like your the biggest thing you've gotten out of being involved with the Keto Man's Club and the podcast? Like, what is the biggest benefit to you as a person? Um, largely, part part it, largely for me, it's been a feeling of completeness and uh, synergy with 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 other men that it just it, I I would. I was raised by two moms and they loved me and they, they did an awesome job raising me as best as they could. But it, at the end of the day, I didn't have a male role, role model in the house. And so there, there's very real, a, a very real need in me to have affirmation that I am a man and that I, that in my manhood, I'm, I'm, I'm validated there. And I've got a lot of that through being involved in the group. And, and that's been really um, transformational for me in, in, in a lot of ways. What about you, Berto? Um, so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I'm, I, I am, and I, and I admit it all the time and I've talked to you about it. Uh, I am my, my, I am that right where that caveman starts to stand upright. I'm like right in between that guy. <laughs> like, like, and I've talked to you about this offline with other things before. Like, like we don't express by we, I mean like my, me and my family, like we don't do emotions. We just, we just don't. It's, it's the weirdest thing. And like, I don't express emotions. I don't know how it's like every time someone, you know, a friend of mine, like posts something, like I don't even say happy birthday to people on Facebook. It's just like, 
well, you know, it's your birthday. Why do I got to remind you? You know, and, and for me, it was just like to, to be able to like to get to know all these other dudes and all these other guys and realize that they also have problems and, and they also have issues. And, you know, you can you can open up to them and they're actually going to understand what you're going through and not just be like, oh, you know, I'll pat you on the back. It's going to be OK, because, you know, we all kind of go through it because, you know, it's just, you know, just just to be a man in today's day and age. And the specific issue that they go through with stress and work and at home life, it, it's tough to describe. And uh, if you if you need a place to vent, it's nice to have a place to vent where you're not going to get ridiculed because everyone there, or at least most of the people there, have been through it and completely understand what you're going through. What about you, Jim? Um, I learned through uh, some uh, therapy a couple of years back that I am big on experiences that um you know i'm the guy who did do a cross-country trip a few years ago i'm the one who has traveled to 40 plus states i've i've done a lot of things in my 40 some years of living and everything and i i'm grateful for those and so when i kind of sit back and look at how this has evolved um with the group and the growth and the podcast and the new group and the trust and everything like that i just am I'm just awed by it, the whole thing, because really this was never what I ever expected it to be. And it's become so much more than the sum of its parts. And so anytime I get in there and start looking around everything, I just kind of like, this is so cool. You know, I've, I've seen where guys who have not taken a shirt off in public for years put something in that group. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but... I'm I'm exposing myself and saying here's where I'm at right now and daggone it I'm going to get there one way or the other and there's no mockery or anything it is all positive and encouragement and everything and that's that is phenomenal for a lot of guys who including myself who fight third grade fat kid syndrome kind of thing seeing that witnessing it and being part of that is pretty stinking awesome uh, I think I think that's great what each of you takes away from this experience, because I think it's something we could probably sit down and ask each of the, the 3000 members of the, of the Facebook group, what they're taking away and hear 3000, just as, you know, inspiring stories of, of growth and learning and experience. And I just really, you know, appreciate your willingness to be at the helm of this ship that is, you know, becoming multi-layered and multifaceted and in all of those different pieces. And, I'm just wondering, like, for each of you now, like, what are what are what are some of the challenges you still face kind of in this keto side of your journey? Like, what are some of the biggest challenges that, that are going on for you now? <laughs> I'll jump in. Uh, OK. OK. Uh, so I've been so I mentioned earlier, I, I've I've lost 50. I've lost more than 50 pounds at one point and kind of regained a little bit. But I've landed and I've I've just stayed where I've been for too long, uh, about a year. And, and it's again, I'm healthy. So I don't I, I'm not like mad at where I am right now, but I'm I, I know I can do more. I can do it. I can do better or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I'm at this point that that i i have to find the the right lever to 
get the the ball rolling and i don't know if it's activity i don't know if it's uh if it's uh specifically something to do with uh changing up my macros or, or what yet i haven't found the thing i've even considered coaching actually because while i have a lot of head knowledge about all of this stuff and how it works and what you can do there's nothing like actually someone on the outside looking at what you're doing and holding you accountable and also able to give you honest feedback that you can't see for yourself and so I, i'm i'm at this point where i'm like okay this ball needs to start rolling again. There, there needs to be a little something happening here. What is it? What is the the what is the, the most effective thing that I can do that will help me push this next put? You know, whatever it is. And so that's where I am at. And I, I, it's not the food to eat. It's not any of that stuff. It's just what is what it is. I guess I would just say that I just. I I wish I had the devotion that Alberto has and some of the other guys in the group. You know, I I've I've dropped, I've maintained, and then you get into this, you know, uh, reward yourself kind of thing and whatnot. And you know, I'm not I'm I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was kind of thing. Um, and with a variety of personal things going on, just like you know everybody else that we talked about in the group and things. Um, it's nice to go in there and realize, yeah, you're not alone and kind of get your own little pep talk going and things like that. Um, so I appreciate the fact that nobody is perfect and that nobody is belittling anybody who is struggling because we're all, we all have all had a struggle at different times with staying the course and whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, and that's, that's why the group exists and that's why we're here to help each other. Yeah, uh, for me, it's a little different, but the same. It's, it's and the easiest way I can describe it is just is maintaining my biggest challenge, and it's never going to go away. Is maintaining because uh, I was, as I was saying earlier, you know, I, I had some pretty severe health issues. I, I'm currently just over 600 days med free. I haven't taken any of the medication that I was told I'd be on for life uh, in over 600 days. Maintaining remission, and and that that's where it gets a little tricky because. I, it's it's this constant reminder. Like I I, I want to stay healthy. I do not want to go back on meds. So like slipping up is not an option for me. So you know the holidays just passed. You know my wife and kids are inside making cookies and rice krispie treats, and I got six year old daughter, nine year old daughter, eight month old son, and you know they're making cookies. And daddy, you want to take a bite? And I'm not going to be that guy. You know I'm not going to slap a cookie out of a kid's head. Like no, dad doesn't eat sugar. So oh yeah, I'll take a nibble. Yeah, it's, it's a really good cookie. And and you just got to have the 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 be able to be strict enough with yourself to where be like it's got to stop there. Like, was it good? Of course, it was good. It's a fresh made chocolate chip cookie, but I I physically, for my own health and benefit, cannot let that slide into bad habits because I do not want to end up where I was. And it could happen. Well, actually, I don't know if it could happen very easily, but I don't want to find out if it could happen very easily. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I think we all know that it could. Um, and I, I think it is like that, you know, you're right. Like there, there's that vigilance, but also that balance you need to find. And I don't, I didn't ask this question to try to get to like an Oprah Winfrey moment with, with the three of you, like as, as much as I do enjoy kind of turning the tables on you, like I, I, I just wanted to get out there that like everyone struggles 
you know, on these journeys and everyone has different, different faceted struggles. And, you know, while we're, we're all not dealing with the same problems and the same challenges, I know that like in each of your stories, like you were coming back to saying, you know, there's, there's probably someone in the group that's going to relate to what you're going through, or it has some way of, of kind of giving you, you know, a glimpse into like how something they went through that, that was similar you know, gives you some direction or gives you a chance to kind of build, you know, a lesson out of it. And I, I just think, you know, that's, that's probably one of the greater facets of what's there. Um, if that makes sense. I don't know if I, now I'm starting to ramble and get philosophical, but that's uh, awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, like I'm, I'm saying, I'm listening to myself talking. I'm like, wow, I, I'm, I'm actually trying to have an Oprah Winfrey moment, even though I just said I didn't want to have that. Um, if only hey, if you're going to give us cars, I know, I'm I not going to complain. I was, I was, I'm <laughs> either, I, to be realistic, I'm either going to give you cars or I'm going to pull out a wagon full of fat and and show you show you my fat <laughs> show you my fat wagon and dance around in jeans is is more likely to be my Oprah moment. Um, <laughs> is there? Let's 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 kind of continue down this line of like what it's like to be in your shoes as the host of the keto man's club podcast and, and moderators of these groups. Like, is there, is there a dark underbelly to it all? Like, are there, are there frustrations that come up when you're, when you're dealing with people in the group and with the group in general, like, or is it, is it something that like in your, if you can relate it to other experiences in your lives, like there's, there is that, that does that sense of camaraderie help kind of help you through those moments? So I, I've had the opportunity to be able to admin different groups, whether they be Discord groups or, or Facebook or that type of thing. And I, I've, I've seen behind the scenes on a lot of that stuff. And the, the honest truth of the matter is the Keto Man's Club Facebook group is just really, really good about jumping on in somehow the nicest yet most like snarky way possible when we have <laughs> when we have someone that's like stepping out or being being a little little off or you know whatever it, like it, they they totally police themselves so if someone really gets on their high horse and starts preaching or something like that 15 other people from other different things that aren't even admins come in and they join that conversation and like either the guy goes silent because they are feeling like a fool because they're like, Oh, there's other ways or they, you know, end up, um, they, they end up saying, okay, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Okay, we're cool. And so it's, it, it's, it polices itself. Like Jim said earlier, very, very saying, okay. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Okay. We're cool. Uh, what up everybody? Awkward editing aside. Uh, we're back together. We had some technical difficulties and we're going to, we're going to bring this puppy back around, um, to the end of our night. I I've had a great time talking, uh, to these three dudes from the keto man clubs podcast, man's club, man's club, man club, keto men. Man's. I always want to, I know. And I, it's like, <laughs> I screw it up all the time. I, and you know what, you know what that is? That's awesome. That is, that is, that is, that is is really, really freaking awesome. I'm trying to remember that this is a family show, so my language doesn't go where it wants to go right now, mostly because if John Shane is listening, he will yell at me if I swear too much on my podcast. Um, 
So, gentlemen, we've established a lot about the man's club and also about your journeys and, and where you're at and challenges you're facing. And I know there are probably some people out there listening. It's the beginning of the year and they're thinking that they might want to try keto. So what I wanted to do was just take it around because you're really each of you in your own way is a keto veteran. And so I wanted to come back around and, and ask you to put yourself back into their shoes and think about what is what is like the, the number one thing from each of you that you wish you had known before you started keto? I can kick this one off very easily. Okay. Um, th there are some things that you just will not be able to replace. And, and, and you've got to come to that conclusion. And I mean, to, it, I remember for me specifically, it happened with uh, tortillas. Because I had come across a, re a, a recipe and it was for coconut flour tortillas. And, you know, thinking back, it makes no sense at all. Like, in my head, I was going to make like my mom's handmade flour tortillas with lard and I was going to have this fantastic meal, which when you think about it, doesn't make any sense because I'm replacing flour with coconut flour and that's like the main ingredient. So why would it taste the same? So yeah, they did not come out. I mean, they came out reasonably okay for, for what they're supposed to be, but for my expectation, they came out really, really bad. So it was at that moment where I'm like, well, of course they came out bad. There's, there's no reason why these are going to come out exactly like how you remember they're supposed to taste. So I would say that, yeah, th there are going to be certain things that there is just no replacement for. You might find a way around. Like I found some, a really good way to make some like cauliflower rice wraps that fit the bill very nicely, but they are not flour tortillas. <laughs> but uh, once you get over that hump, you know, don't overcomplicate things. I mean, if, you, if you're really interested in keto and you want to get started, Get yourself a slab of protein, a simple keto green. There's your meal. There you go. Anyone else want to jump in? Yeah, I, I think Berto is exactly, you know, nailing it that keep it simple because there are so I'll speak to the keto treats because Mike, you, you know, we, we like our keto treats. Um, but we don't need them. They are not a necessity in any way, shape, or form. I don't need anything sweet touching my tongue. If I, you know, I can want it. It's not wrong. I love me some Rebel ice cream, but it's not necessary. And uh, one of the things that helps to lessen the cravings for sugars for a lot of people is just not eating sweet. And so stay away from the treats as best as you can. Don't, you know, if you need something to snack on, get some nuts, uh, the, the good low carb ones like almonds. Uh, but try to, try to stay, you know, within the realm of non-sweet, not, it's try to stay into the realm of, of non-sweet items because that will help lessen your cravings for those sweet things. And at the beginning, they're, they can get be they can get get pretty bad sometimes. So definitely want to to try to cut that off as best as you can. And if you can go basically cold turkey with sweet, that's a, a good thing. So we keep it simple. Otherwise, uh, a basic protein, a very basic leafy green of some sort, and that's your meal. I think the I, I one think thing that. that nope, go ahead, Mike. Nope. Sorry. No, no, you you go ahead, Jimmy. I was just gonna say like it's you're you're spot on, Chris. Like. There is no list of keto products you have to buy before you start keto. Um, just get yourself, you know, get some meat, get some fat, get some get some clean vegetables and, and start moving. Go ahead, Jim. Um, I just was going to add that, you know, I, uh, in a lot of these beginner groups, 
Um, I, I've seen this multiple times where someone will say, um, when can I have a cheat day? Um, this isn't, uh, this isn't a way of dropping a few pounds and then going back to where you were before. Um, your body is going to go through a, a metamorphosis and is going to change and it's going to adapt to what you are fueling it with. And so to suddenly, uh, throw it a curveball and, oh, well, I've lost 10 pounds and I can get into the pants that I hadn't worn since last year or whatever. I'm going to go get cake and ice cream kind of thing. It's going to throw it all off. It's going to it's going to cause you physical change. I mean, not just, you know, gaining some weight, but you may be nausea, sick to your stomach, have the trots. I mean, all kinds of different things. So um, you're you need to look at this as a long term plan and don't look at it as a denial of things, but an opportunity for new things that you haven't been able to do before. Fantastic, guys. Now. I want to take a similar question, but one that's more about the guys that are coming into, you know, the, the guys that are already in the Keto Man's Club. It's after January 1st, and they they come in and they say they they fell off during the holidays. They went hard into the non-keto food. You know, all of that's been happening for them, and they've been trying for a week to get back on, and they just can't do it. Like, what's your what is your advice to someone who says they're having trouble getting back to keto? It's kind of like what I just said about the treats and and having the cheat day. I mean, you just have to have the mentality of I am going to do it because you've 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 your brain is reinvigorated by mm -hmm. the sugar that you've had. I mean, there's science all behind that and none yeah. of us are scientists, none of us are dietitians or anything like that. We're just talking about what we've learned and experienced and everything, but they've got that craving back in their head of the sugar and what the high it brought to them and everything like that. So you do, you have to go through a detox again. Um, you got to get back on the the meat and the keto-friendly veggies, as was mentioned and everything, and, and regroup um, because that swinging back and forth is not going to do you any good. Yeah, exactly right. I, I think uh, the, so the, the basic science, and this is the basic science with all type of addiction, is that your brain is wired to have a dopamine rush, which is that feel-good hormone, and it gets that from sugar, it gets that from whatever we're addicted to in general, and it comes back with a vengeance whenever you've been away from it for a while and you step back towards it for a little bit. And it's really killer getting back to it. That's how I regained the weight that I regained was I went lackadaisical over a holiday and I regained a little bit. It was luckily it wasn't everything. It stopped at a point, but I, that only stopped at a point because I got my hands on the steering wheel and said, no, I'm not going to let you drive me off a cliff. Bruno, anything you want to add to that? Or you think they covered it? Uh, the only thing I would add to it is, is if you fell off, you're trying to get back on, there's no shortcut. There, there's no appropriate amount of fasting. There's no miles on a treadmill. There's no beating yourself up in the gym that's going to undo what you did. All, all those things, are, are you doing that to yourself to justify your decisions to eat what you wanted to eat? If you want to get back on, you just you just got to get back on, man. There's, there's no shortcuts. There's no easy answer. There, there's no way to smooth it over. You just got to buckle down and, and, and get right back into it. Well said, guys. Really, really well said. I'd like you to put on your your future vision helmets and look ahead to 2020. We're at the beginning of the year. And what is what is one thing in the keto sphere that you're most looking forward to uh, coming up in 2020? Sitting on stage next to you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, what? What? Yeah, I, this was not a leading question. I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> no. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to take us anywhere specific. But since you brought it up, Keto Con is happening, and that's where where Chris Berto and and I get to meet face to face last year. Um, it turns out that Berto runs an airport shuttle, so that was very useful <laughs> yes, I do. Um, to me. <laughs> um, air, airport shuttle and and nitro coffee delivery. Um, it was was pretty fantastic. Um, but Jim, you will be at KetoCon this year. I will. Yes, um, I'm excited, and we've really uh, been pushing it in the group. Um, and I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of guys from the Keto Man's Club there in Austin later this year. And, and is there a way that gentlemen from the Keto Man's Club can identify each other at KetoCon? I'm going to let the two guys share about something. that. Man, <laughs> Chris, can you think of anything? Like, like maybe like a badge or maybe a name tag or something? Well, maybe or maybe T-shirts. <gasps> oh, you don't ooh, say. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> so you can go to theketomansclub.com and there's a pre-order link uh, to uh, my website for my, my business just because it's already set up and we didn't have to set up something third party for it. But basically, we're doing a pre-order. It's open until January 15th. So you have just under 10 days from when we record this to jump in it and get a Keto Man's Club t-shirt. This will be version one. There will be more in the future, um, I anticipate. But uh, for now, uh, we're, we're starting simple, doing pre-orders. Uh, shipping will be as quickly as we can um, after after the pre-order window and after we get them printed. Uh, we're using a local printer here that Alberto and I uh, have worked out beside uh, at the gym. And uh, then there will be other swag in the future, too, maybe before KetoCon that people can wear maybe hats, maybe sh- hoodies, maybe, although hoodies will not be needed in Austin in June. Uh, unless you're, unless you're, uh, unless you're Mike, because Mike, yeah. <laughs> I wore hoodies. I wore hoodies the whole time. It's so cold in that convention center. <laughs> it, it was it was a little cold. Yeah. Uh, oh my good oh the oh, the, the keto nipple was not free at all <laughs> in the, in the, on the convention center oh, wait, floor. Now you're telling the inside secret. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that is something that if you want to learn about, you have to join the keto man's club. So, you know, like we can't, we can't explain it. You just have to, it's something you have to experience, but come to, you know, join, join the man's club for the support. Stay for the nipples um, is probably a better way to put No, I don't, I don't, that should not go on the shirt. That's not a slogan. That is. They're just going to be having two little cutouts in them. That's all. I, 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 if I think if we were all, we, we were all to say, who in the man's club has already thought about cutting the nipples out of his shirt? We all know he has been on your show, and I know he's. I know he'll do it. I know he. The no doubts he'll do it. No doubts. Give me a first um, name. I'm now curious um, who you think. Oh, I think it's someone whose name starts with J, and ends with an arid. Um, <laughs> um, pretty, and he's probably listening right now, thinking, "God damn it! Why are you giving my secrets away?" Yes, um, that will be happening. Um, so, yes, um, we're all going to be at KetoCon. 
Um, Alberto is actually going to be on stage. You're are you you're the fitness panel? Is that yes, correct? Yes, I am on. I am on the fitness panel. I'm gonna be sitting up there with people so who you, actually do this for a living, and there's gonna be my self, you know, former car painter, avid gym goer kind of figure this thing out on his own just adding my two cents amongst the professionals what could possibly go wrong i'm just <laughs> i'm honestly i'm dying to see you out angle Danny vega like i'm really <laughs> i have i have no doubts that it'll happen um but i'm i'm looking forward to that i'm honestly very much looking forward to seeing that happen so yes if you have enjoyed listening to these guys talk they're all going to be at KetoCon. I know we're gonna we're gonna basically you know the the man's club guys will definitely be getting together at various points and obviously flagging each other down with shirts, um, maybe some obnoxious high fiving. I don't really know how that will play out, but um, there probably will be some barbecue involved as well, uh, which Austin obviously is very much well known for. And I will not be in a place where I'm trying to cut weight when KetoCon comes around, so I can order more than six ounces of meat when we go out for barbecue this time. I'm very excited for that. I'm sure you are. Uh, I'm very excited for that. There's also rumors that someone with giant hands um, is going to convince a group of men to go get donuts. So that should also be interesting, and probably not, <laughs> probably not very, not very keto. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so KetoCon is coming up. Uh, if obviously, if you need tickets to that, there'll be a link for that in the show notes too. But I will have the link in the show notes for the Keto Man's Club podcast. And also, obviously, for the Keto Man's Club group and for the T-shirt pre-orders, all of that information is going to be there. Gentlemen, I, I just honestly have really enjoyed a chance to, to talk to you guys tonight. I always appreciate it. I love listening to the podcast, and I feel like I'm sitting down having a conversation with you when I do listen. Um, I know we, we had some disjointed technological issues tonight that have made us kind of come around to the end in a, in a very you know different way than normal. But I just want to throw out there a big thank you. And if, if there's one thing, you know, I always do that. I always end the episodes with the fat guy five. And I don't necessarily think we have, we're going to get into that with three of you answering all of those questions tonight. But what I would like to do is, is ask each of you to think about um, one of the questions for the fat guy five. We've already kind of started addressing like getting started and, and how to handle falling off and those sorts of things. But if there's uh, you know, a, a guy out there listening to this podcast who needs motivation, what resource would you personally recommend to that person for rec for motivation, whether that's a podcast, it's a YouTube channel, it's a book, uh, it's another person? Like, what what are your recommendations? Hmm. So many. I mean, there's yeah, no shortage they, yeah. of I mean, there's no shortage of podcasts out there. You know, the Keto Savage podcast, Carnivore Cast, our podcast, your podcast. Uh, I'm just trying to go through the ones that I listen to. Uh, listen to Sean Baker's podcast. Um, any Joe Rogan podcast, which has any of the big keto names on it, you know, because those go on for hours, tons of good information there. Uh, watch the game changers. You'll learn so much from watching the game changers. Mm. Okay. Don't watch the game changers. You're going to go open a can of worms two seconds before we end the episode. Fan <laughs> I, I, I expect no less from you, sir. I expect no less. I guess I would, you know, talking about the podcast, I would take a look at um, what's your food that is your thing? Like I put a picture up in the keto groups, um, our groups a couple days back of a uh, kind of a variation of a, uh, no crust pizza, so to speak, that I make that's got sausage, hamburger, pepperoni, um, whatnot. So if you've got things that you like, 
you know, Alberto said it earlier, you may not be able to duplicate everything to taste exactly the same, but you can find things that are out there. So just go to the Googleometer and put in keto pizza, keto chicken, keto whatever, and you're going to find stuff and get creative. And, um, you know, it's it's not that expensive to get the stuff. I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, regular grocery shopping kind of thing, but make an experience with your family as well. You know, it doesn't mean that you're kids, your spouse, whatever, have to be following keto also, but you can make things that are very fr family friendly and enjoyable that just happen to be keto. So don't be afraid to go out and search for those things and uh, tweak them to make them your own as well. Sounds great. What about you, Chris? Anything to add? Um, so I find our, our group super motivating and you know that that sounds really uh, uh self-indulgent i think um but really and truthfully it, it we've got three 3100 guys in this group that are all trying to do their best and live uh live in a way that they that will take them into many many years into the future um instead of being on death's door door uh doorstep. And so I, for, for me, you know, just being around them is, is encouraging and motivating and says, it says I can do this too. So that's, that's my thing. If it, if you're not a man, if you can't join the men's club, find a community that you can get into, that you can find that, that surround, that you can surround yourself with that encourages you to pu push because there's plenty of community communities, whether it's church, whether it's um, online communities, whether it's a fitness, like a, a gym or classes like Camp Gladiator here and here in Texas, whatever it is, find a community to get into to surround yourself with, and they will encourage you and push you. And if, if the keto woman's club doesn't exist, start it, you know, pretty much go. yeah like are, wait, are you telling us to do that no, or no i'm telling no, <laughs> no, no, no. You, all, you all you all have already had a woman like, on the man on the, mike you're pushing us to the limit right no, now. Uh, um you all have already had a woman on your podcast recently so do that in the clubhouse i know right yeah, like you was you, awesome you've had the amazing carrie brown on your show so you've already kind of started to cross that line but i'm saying to the, the because i get it a lot to be honest with you i get the you know, why isn't there, why isn't it the fat gal forum forum? And I'm like, cause it's, it's the fat guy forum. Like I've talked about the mission of my podcast, but if you want to help starting the fat gal forum and you think that name is going to work, I have my doubts. Um, go ahead and do it, do it. Like sometimes we have to make things for ourselves. And I think that's really what started for you. Like, you know, when you, with Jim starting the original Facebook group and with you all with the pot, you know, Chris, you said with the podcast, like you looked, and you didn't see anything like mm -hmm. it out there. So you looked and you found it um, and made it happen. So like, I think that's really a mm -hmm. great way to, to kind of end this experience together tonight. Like if the resource you need isn't in your hands already, go find it. You know, whether that's through Google, mm -hmm. whether that's through surfing through all the podcasts that Berto mentioned, or if it's through making it, you know, a resource for yourself, like, you know, go out and find those, find your community and, and make it happen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You know, I really honestly um, hope that this, you know, I think this is going to give some insight into not just for keto listeners, but for all different people listening to the podcast to get some insight into how like different, different facets of, of this wild wor world of ours operate. But say, I, I'm honestly not sure why anyone listening would want to connect with you. 
But if they do, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've honestly heard enough. Like I'm, I'm ready to break some connections to be honest with you. But <laughs> if there's, <laughs> if, if there is someone out, if there is someone out there, you know, and uh, how can they find each of you individually? Uh, easiest place probably for all of us to be Instagram. Uh, for me, it's at the Keto Cholo. And I'm on Instagram. At... Oh, go ahead, Jim. Mine on Instagram is Jim Inman Jr. There we go. And and then and then I go by Duckman Keto on Instagram for my my keto related stuff. There we go. And, and the podcast has its own Instagram page as well. It, yes, does. it does. It does. Yes, it does. Has its own Facebook page. I was just saying that the, the 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 podcast has its pages. You know, there's also uh, the man's the men's club group. There's the the TKMC beginners. Did I get that acronym right? TKMC. Yep. Okay. Yes, T- TKMC it. beginners. Um, that uh, all of these links will be in the show notes, obviously, for for you to find these resources. Everyone out there. Um, really guys, thank you again so much. And I look forward to us all getting together uh, in just a few months down there, down there in that Texas way. Uh, it's going to be, it, it should be pretty awesome. I'm actually going to be, um, in Texas in April as well. Um, I'm going to be in, I'm going down to Houston, so, um, I'll be down that way. You know, you never know if we might run into each other. Um, so if you pass through Indiana, feel free to stop by. I'm going to, that actually is how I'm headed. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to see if I can get JetBlue to route me through Indiana, because <laughs> literally nothing sounds more exciting. I think. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Mike! Uh, and the low bar has been. I set. know. Right? Uh, that's really that. That speaks to my life and my experience. I guess at the end of the day. So, to everyone out there listening, I, I hope that you've st- you've stuck with us tonight. I, I appreciate you all, and just a reminder. Maybe someday you'll do something as amazing as start your own Facebook group that turns into a growing, thriving community like these these gentlemen have have made happen. So go out there, do something amazing today because you all are amazing people, my friends. We will catch you again real soon on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm-hmm.